vale cholo que mal acompañado. Yes. Alex, Rafa, Rafa, Alex. Aburrea? You pronounced it perfectly. That just made me blush. Um, <laughs> normally it takes people to the 10th try to get it, but yeah, Abarrea. A B A U R R E A. And where is that from? Basque, actually. Okay. Basco. Have you been to Spain? I have not, but I as soon as I go, I want to go straight to the Basque country. Sure, because Aburrea, you need a a Spanish accent, a Mexican accent, to that uh, double R, right. Aburrea, not right. all gringos. Yeah, no, that. when I saw your last name, I was like, is this guy, does right. he look? Foreigner. Mexican. <laughs> I like well, just throwing people for a loop, you know, and it's like if I apply for a job, then yeah, it really yeah, gets yeah. tricky, because yeah. they're like, I don't know if they're yeah. going to call me in for an interview or not, you know, I don't know how that's all going to go. If I ever get up to the north of Spain, though, straight to running with the bulls. Straight to Pamplona. <laughs> straight to Pamplona. Straight to running with the bulls. Extreme, brother. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Cholocas. Uh, thank you for, for, for letting us. Thanks to uh, Good to finally be here, man. It's Good a, to be here. It's an here. honor and a pleasure to have you here. Uh, for everybody who doesn't know who you are, can you please tell us a little bit about what you do here for, for Cholos? I feel like, yeah, I could have gone so many different ways with that. Well, we'll center it to why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> the English language radio play-by-play -play commentator of the Cholos. That's uh, of my many titles and many hats that I wear. That's that's why you're here today. One of my favorites, and the reason why, it's because it's what brought me here. These two dudes reached out to me and said, hey, we got to get you on the podcast, and I said it would be my pleasure. So here we are. Well, thank, thank you, you so very much, much for yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's like the Mexican Christian Martinoli, the Mexican Perro Careful, careful, careful. Careful, hey, you call, you call me Christian Martinoli, now I'm looking for Piojo. Looking over my shoulders, yeah, man, come on. We're, start, we're starting this thing off with a bang here, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for, for, for being here, brother. Uh, we have listened to your broadcasts and, and you speak as if you were a super Cholo fan. And, and, and sometimes it's more fun and interesting to listen to you guys uh, score the goals and everything and, and go the play-by-play -play, then to to listen to the mexican ones so so props to you guys you guys are doing a great job well yeah shout out to uh tony alvarez my uh broadcast partner the color commentator on all of those uh more fm broadcasts 98.9 here in tj up in sd cross-border radio radio sin fronteras mexican radio more fm but we're on the air out in mexicali in calexico on the air down in ensenada the the signal is going to be shooting out all the way to yuma arizona soon so i mean this is a a multicultural broadcast what, and what and, you're doing is actually like uh one of the first uh, teams that do this, right? Like yeah. uh, uh, the, the, the team without borders, you know, Cholos, Tijuana, California region. So you guys are doing something new, something that not a lot of teams do. So that is that is really cool, man. And I think it's something that you, you have to acknowledge that being here on the border, the whole the whole ambiance of the team, the whole ambiance of the, the stadium is a lot different than if you go to Ciudad de Mexico, we were talking about León. Right, right. It's a different kind of football stadium. It's a different kind of football fan, the Cholo fan. How how have you received, or how have you been received by the fans <laughs> of the Cholos? Because you are giving a broadcast in English of a Mexican league. I mean, that's not, that's not the, the the normal way to go about. But, but a bunch of cholo fans speak English. Exactly. Half of them. No, most this of them came a... down from the from San Diego. They exactly. come down to no eight thousand on average. Eight. This is still this has been the same about the same average. They've done this poll every year out of twenty seven thousand plus here at the stadium. On average, every home game, we're talking eight thousand people coming down from San Diego County, and that's wow. kind of that's grown from day one. And I I want to be someone hey, that's who can as help much that. Of the migrants. That are coming over here. Yeah. They come from San Diego to watch the Cholos. Yeah, but just, guy, these guys have money, right? Exactly. <laughs> these guys came to pay. We come, we come down, and it's something the the culture of Cholos, the culture of this being, uh, 
you know, a, a team that welcomes all. And look, dude, whether it's people in the city from Central America, whether it's people from who came from Haiti a few years ago, and I started seeing Haitian people yeah. started come to Cholos games, whether it's people in San Diego who are who have lived in San Diego forever and are craving top flight soccer, people who want to be a part of anything, whether it's MLS, whether it's Liga Mayakis, whether it's the Liga Ascenso back when people were coming down yeah. from San Diego. I know people that, I mean, you talk about the Gringo Cholos, with all due respect, I love you, Marty, but Gringo Cholos, Marty started coming down about 2011 when they got yeah, promoted. Yeah. Oh, there's they other, winning. there's <laughs> other dudes, there were other, whether you want to call them gringos or just people up in San Diego, there were people coming down across the border stories I've heard from when this was a Liga Ascenso yeah, stadium. When, when they used to play little, in, uh, baseball field over on yeah, but the Gringo, Gringo Cholo was viral because he was <laughs> he was talking trash to the like he was like screw the Chargers screw the Padres all all, all in Cholos. all in for the Cholos <laughs> no yeah, I want to go back to something that you guys both touched on though and that is kind of just the reception from from people actually here in Tijuana because sometimes I get so caught up in being a part of that you know that transfronterizo culture and like we're sin fronteras and and bringing San Diego and Tijuana together that sometimes I think a person in my position can overlook the local culture right here in Tijuana and that microclimate that is the Miklan and and this area of the world that is Tijuana and and really centering in on the fans here who don't cross the border who don't who yeah. live in Tijuana who come to the stadium and who go home the in local Tijuana locals. the yeah. local local and I started I think the the biggest eye opening uh, game was back I came a Copa MX game I think against Coreca Minos yes. back in like January of 2017 and it was a smaller crowd. It was a rainy, cold January night. That was your first game? No, no, no. That was the first game a long time before that. But that was the game that opened my eyes to, to the local culture. I looked around. I was like, hey, there ain't too many San Diegans in attendance tonight. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure, there was no sure. tailgate outside. Sure, sure. This was the dedicated local core. And I think that's been something that's been really important is connecting with those people. Connecting with the Tijuanenses uh, has been something that's been really important to me. And having people from, from the Masacre coming up to me and saying like, hey, hey, we're down with what you do. That, that's awesome. Oh, that means a lot, man. That legit. means a lot. I'm yes, not, not going to lie. So, so salute to all y'all who've listened and supported here in Tijuana. I, I appreciate it. I don't know how it. often you used to come down to Tijuana, but now at least once every two weeks you're going you're gonna to be here. So how, how Mexican do you feel right now? <laughs> how, 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 Tijuana, how Tijuana do you feel? I started coming down here in March of 2016. I actually moved to San Diego with this as one of the main things that brought me to San Diego, actually. And originally from Northern California. So uh, Watsonville, California, my hometown, but lived all over the... uh, the north of California, all over the Golden State, and basically, yeah, on a whim, packed the Volvo wagon and said, we're going to San Diego, and hit the ground running, and it's like what we talked about before we started the recording here, and that is that, you know, Cholos are such a beautiful thing in and of themselves, but they're also, for a lot of people, they're the lens into Liga Mayekis. They're a yeah. lens into Latin American football. Sure, the, 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 door, gateway, the gateway team. It's the gateway in into Latin American football, but specifically with uh, with Liga Mayekis, and so I, I'm, I'm grateful for for all aspects of that and yeah it's coming up on coming up on three years consistent and now with uh the more fm work starting back in july that's been me coming down here two three days a week so i mean it's it's tijuanense to the max man i'm feeling (laughs) i'm feeling welcome i'm feeling good and you know the the microclimate that we're in here in tj it's gonna be a part of it for the guys listening just uh tell us something in spanish so you can so you can see how good is this guy speaking in spanish man my spanish is only cuss words though you know this Uh, well well, you're talking about you being a good actor i'm (laughs) trying i'm trying (laughs) nah mi mi español es muy imperfecto pero yo necesito más practice 
practicar, practicar, practicar. Tu acento y... muy bueno. No, la, eh, acento es muy bueno soy, porque soy un, un buen actor, sí, nada más. Pero <risa> no, el problema para mí es, es la gente de Tijuana. Toda la gente de Tijuana habla inglés. Toda la sí. gente habla inglés en Tijuana y, y, y todo inglés es, es el la igual calidad de, de mi español. Uh -huh. so, todos los, los taxis, todos los Ubers, toda gente de Estadio Caliente, yo quiero hablar en español para practicar en mi español. Y gente, no, I need to speak in English to practice my English with <laughs> you. On, and it just, no, it just comes out with this Spanglish, you know, mix up at the end. And, you know, but we, we do what we can. We get by here in Tijuana, you know, Dude, Spanglish I'm all impressed. the way. But. I'm impressed. Your Spanish is really, really good. Sí, definitivamente felicidades por tu español. Yo sé que entre más estés aquí, más se te va a pegar pues ahora sí que el, el acento tijuanense que también es muy particular, pero pues con tu español armas, yo creo que aunque no estuvieras aquí en Tijuana, ¿no? Por la gente en, en Ciudad de México, yo voy a, a Ciudad de México en septiembre de 2017 y, y toda la gente en, en Ciudad de México, uy, ¿tú hablas español con un, un, uh, un tijuanense? Que un tijuanense, un, 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 otras palabras, tonadita, otras sí. palabras de uno, no sé, no mames, you know, es, es, es mi español, es español de California, español de Baja, español de Tijuana y, y es, es mi voz. Great brother, so this guy is here, we had a chance to, to, to meet him because uh, we, uh, we were here at the presentation of the new coach, Oscar the new Pareja, coach, Oscar the new head Pareja, coach, uh, coming from, uh, he's Colombian. But how, what did you think of the presentation? I really liked the press conference. I really liked many of the things that uh, that Oscar had to say. I liked uh, one particular quote, actually, from uh, Pareja. Really, really kind of was was one I, I wanted to almost get on a like a big bumper sticker of it. And that is, he called it Cholos uh, la protagonista. Okay. He called it Cholos the the protagonist of of Liga MX and it's very you know Shakespearean about it you could go so many different directions with that and I think what he meant by that was something along the lines of, of something that I think we often forget with Sholas and that is how young this club is it's an up-and-comer 2007 I mean, 2007 2007 seven years in the top flight and so much has happened in that time we've hosted Ronaldinho and Copa Libertadores games we've had we won Liga Mayaki's titles we had a promotion in that time so much has happened that I think we often forget that in the grand scheme of things, this is, if you think of a, a football club like a person, Sholos are an 11-year-old right now. Of course. They're about, to, they're about to celebrate their 12th birthday, and they just brought in one hell of a coach to help celebrate No, that. and something we always talk about is that the Cholos' team is really reflected with how the stadium is looking. Right. I mean, it's under construction. It's young. <laughs> it's it's looking good. Every Literally year it looks better. Construction. Every year looks better, but, uh, I mean, it's coming along. It's a process. It's not a full-grown adult, like you said, and we're not completely finished with this transformation of where Cholos is going to end up or what what role is Cholos going to play in five years, right. in 10 years, in 20 years once this this whole place is a, is a, a mecca for this transnational culture of soccer because something uh, of the quotes Oscar Pareja was saying was that in one thing that he's seen with playing with uh, players from the MLS or with European players or Americans Africans, or Mexicans, doesn't Africans. Matter race, yeah. Doesn't matter the race, they all feel the same excitement when they win right. and they all feel right. the same sadness when they sadness lose. When so they lose. Win, winning and defeat has no borders. It's and, 100% and love, human. You right, know what right, I mean? right. The co competition is, is more of a human trait more than a cultural trait. 
But I think specifically along the lines of what you're talking about in this being, you know, literally under construction around us and then figuratively in the midst of some very important construction uh, going on right down below right now right. and in that press conference just a few minutes ago, it goes back to that quote of being being the protagonist. I love that title. Let's be, I don't want to get carried away. I don't want to be like, a, you know, a bunch of Silicon Valley tech guys. You know, we're, we're going to be the disruptors. Yeah, the disruptors. We're going to be yeah. the disruptors of League <laughs> MX. But for all intents and purposes, I mean, that's what Sholos kind of have to take on. They got to take on that mindset of, hey, we're not a, a grande. We're not an equipo grande. We don't have all of the history. We don't have all this stuff that's built into so many of these brands around the country. So we got to be a little different. We got to think a little bit outside the box. And how that evolves is no, maybe I, anyone's guess. We don't know no, quite yet. I, I but. think it's a, a super a reflection of how Tijuana is as well. I right. mean, it's it's different. It's right. just a yes. mix. And Cholos is different than the other the other leagues. If you go to the MLS or if you go to Liga Mekis, it's a different vibe that you feel. It's a different kind of uh, like administration, a different kind of coaches that they they, they try to pull. And 100% the players that they get are not the typical players that any other team you would expect them not to, usually, to yeah, bring. They, they, they usually buy new players exactly. from other countries, not the same old players. Doing something different. Teams. That's what we like about the Cholos. And... Uh, a lot of people don't like it because they keep selling him and keep selling him. But I mean, like like Nate said, it's a young team. It's a, it's 11 years old. What can you expect? I mean, we cannot win all the seasons. So right, but I think something that, that you touched on right there is is this buy and sell mantra that Sholos have have developed that does frustrate a lot of people who have who spend their hard-earned money to support this team and they who want to come out and, and want to see. <laughs> and I think not only wanting to see a, a winning team, but kind of looking at it going, hey, we preach this whole building from the ground up mentality. Yeah. Let's start seeing that manifest itself. And having a coach like Oscar Pareja, because look, this is something that me and Tony talked about on More FM quite a bit. Our colleagues, Carlos and Anuar Yeme, talk about this ad nauseum on uh, on, on Cadena Deportiva, and, and we're not shying away from it. And that is the fact that Cholos for a long time have prided themselves on the academy system. And for the first few years of that academy system, you saw fruits of the labor. It worked. Yeah, it, it worked. Was super oh, worked. Sure, it worked. The league has changed. The climate has changed. There's way more money in League MX than there was even five years ago. Suddenly, the uh, the academy here at Clip Tijuana, the fruits of the labor aren't exactly there as much. And I think that might be an understatement. Bringing a guy like Oscar Pareca in with his reputation and what he's all about as far as the youth development side yeah, of things. Yeah, something he touched on in the conference. I mean, it's like... something that's a cornerstone of who he is as a coach. Yeah. It's a cornerstone of who he is as, as a football mind. And so that's what Cholos need to really reinstill some hope in that because I think in addition to these fans wanting to see a winner I think when you you saw Nava score that goal against Morelia yeah. that's a guy who has a Sin Fronteras background he has a Northern California connection he has a Tijuana connection he used to play here from he his late out. teens yeah. when he came down here as a 15 16 year old I mean that's to me that's like he he has connections to where I'm from and where I live and work now he's got connections that's to crazy, Northern man. California and connections here I call that goal he's 19 years old I'm losing my mind that I, thing I meant something you know no, I, I, I think more Cholos fans want to see stories like Nava, and I think having a manager like Pareja is going to cultivate more of those. Were you a fan of Pareja before he came to Cholos? Because he was a, he was. There were some rumors that he was going to be the coach for the U.S. men's national team, but th there were only rumors. But he was, he's famous in the MLS. He's like a, one of the best coaches in. He the He had MLS. A, a very good playing career as well with uh, the old Dallas Burn, now FC Dallas, and then you know Dallas he's been up the Dallas Burn back from MLS. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, man, those MLS team names back in the 90s, they man, they were, they were something. Uh, nah, he's been, whether it's the Le Burn or FC Dallas, uh, Pareja has been a part of, of Dallas soccer for, I mean, 10, 15 years now. And in addition to that, he was really a, a coach who started to change a lot of culture around MLS and around MLS soccer where all the things that we're talking about that we want to see him and still hear, those were things that weren't all that common around Major League Soccer. And I think Pareja really started, I don't want to say started, but really pushed, helped push a, a trend in the right direction of people building from the ground up and really investing money, resources, and time and energy into uh, to youth development. And that was with a team who FC Dallas in 2016 I remember watching that team play, and I've, I'm someone who's often been very critical of standard of play around MLS. I've watched the league. I didn't watch them. FC How Dallas in 2016 was one of the best teams to watch that I've ever seen in MLS in the 20-plus year history, 22-year history now of that league. They played a, a global brand. They played a brand akin to what we're seeing with Tata Martino in, in Atlanta that's drawn Tata Martino to the Mexican national team and, and made Tata back into a household name after exactly. he came back from Barca and and exactly, exactly. building it back up in MLS. No, so I think Oscar Pareja was someone who his style of football was something that very much caught my eye. And it caught my eye, I'm not going to lie. Got my eye first off as a U.S. men's national team supporter. I wanted Oscar you Pareja. You wanted him as a coach for the team. I wanted Oscar Pareja as a coach for the U.S. men's national team when Jurgen Klinsmann was fired. Instead, Bruce Arena was brought back, and we all know how that went. And the disgrace yeah. of missing out on Russia. Look, it, Oscar. Oscar could have done something. Oscar man. Pareja. Oscar Pareja. <laughs> I could have done something. You could have done something. I mean, anybody could have done something. I'm not going to start crying about Yogi Bear waiting up against a bus stop, Bruce Arena. Man, what are you doing? Uh, uh, no, I, I wanted Oscar Pareja in, in that role. And with the way that things all worked out here in 2018, it started being rumored that he was going to be brought in for an interview. They were actually going to interview someone, you know, unlike actually what really happened, which was they always had it designed to yeah. bring Greg Berhalter in. They actually interviewed Oscar Pareja. Oscar verified that. He said that he was interviewed. He was honored to be a part of the process. I think Oscar knew full and well that it was a token gesture. Yeah, it was more I like, we was, need to interview somebody. We need to interview somebody else so they can't say that Greg Bearhalter just had the job exactly. all along. So sure. they did so. I thought he was very diplomatic in the press conference when I asked him about it. I he said, is, hey, he you know, very, and, diplomatic. very diplomatic. But he yeah. said, uh, like he said, he was like, uh, I'd rather not be looking at what the neighbor is doing and right. focus on, you know, like I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Maybe well, I think it was also something interesting uh, and, and seeing the look on, on Nacho Polo and, and Jorge, on Jorge Alberto Hank when uh, Oscar said something, which is something that I think any coach would say, where he, on, on that topic of the U.S. men's national team, I think this was to the question that I asked her, he said, hey, it's always been a dream to manage the U.S. men's national team, and, like, all of this transparency here, it still very much is a dream, and I think that's okay to say, yeah. and I, I don't think there was, you, know, you sometimes in those situations, it's like, what is he doing? Well, the guy, if I'm Jorge Alberto, I'm the guy who just hired you, maybe I don't want to hear you say that you're still dreaming yeah, about like, that. You, you still want to leave... For something. I don't think that was at all what it was. I yeah. think it was clear of, hey, I'm here on a two-year deal. I might be here even longer. Who knows how these things work out, but I'm dedicated to this job. It was an honor yeah. to be a part of the U.S. men's national team process. However real that that was, but hey, he's here. Yeah, and he's realer here realer than the, the people that didn't get up. the interview. Right. Yeah, well, I mean? uh, it was Tata Martino who said, you know, they, they said that Tata had gotten interviewed and Tata finally had to say, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the most hilarious verification of a story ever where they somebody finally got a hold of Tata and he goes, 
No. No. No, they never called me. Not true. No. Yeah. They well, didn't they didn't slide into the DMs. They didn't call me. Yeah. I don't wish him well. I don't wish the US men's national team well. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> Come on, man. No, don't bit. take pareja dude, anywhere. Dude, He's right, here right, with right. the Cholos. I, I like mean, that the Cholos they don't improvise. They usually do everything very, very systematic. So this guy here is gonna bring a whole new vibe and winning mentality to, to next season. So uh this guy is going to interview him right now, right? Yeah. So how, how, how long is our interview right now? Uh, right now we're at 20 minutes. I think we're good to go. I think we're good. I don't want him to miss the interview. Nate's going to hey, go. I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out. We can close it out. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to, no, to no, ask we're about? Just, Everyone else is getting yeah, set up down there. I want one more thing to ask you. What's your favorite uh, soccer team? Worldwide and then US and then Mexico. Ooh. And then player of the Cholos. Ooh, let's just, this is fun. <laughs> a little rapid fire. I like this. Close this thing out right. Exactly. <laughs> I have been a supporter of Liverpool Football Club since I was four years wow. old. Great, and great, great. it is one hell of a time to be a Liverpool supporter right now. Uh, for any of you coach. watching, listening, talk about, man, talk about lovable football managers. How can you not Ooh, love well, Jurgen Klopp? Dude. You see that reaction. You see the passion of Jurgen Klopp. That's a guy who you want to play for. Dude, you see that, you go, coach. I want to put on my boots. I want to go play for that guy right now. So, so passionate. It's, it's the passion. He it's the love. Coach, right? yeah, he was, he, he was coach. Dortmund's coach and for quite a while and then came to Liverpool. And so it's a good time to be a Liverpool fan. Last line on Liverpool. It's funny. This is the best start to a Premier League or just first division top flight English season that Liverpool have had in their 126-year history, and they're in second place. Wow. And they might this year. I talked about this with some friends recently. They might go undefeated this year. Liverpool could very well match the Invincibles of Arsenal and not win the title. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? How heartbreaking that would be? (laughs) That doesn't happen here, man. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Ah, um, so there you go. There's uh, I am a, a boyhood Liverpool supporter, all about the uh, the mighty wide. Reds of Liverpool. Steven Gerrard. Oh, oh, Stevie G. Yes. That's the worldwide one. Where are we going next? Um, U.S. U.S. MLS. Seattle Saunders. Uh, grew up actually in very close proximity. Talk about uh, old MLS names. Uh, the original San Jose Clash oh, wow. of the MLS, and then wow. who became one of the, first the, uh, teams. the San one Jose of, Earthquakes. One of the first like four teams Sounds in the like MLS. A hockey team. <laughs> Oh, it was uh, well. Any fans of the Clash, the band, you know, they loved uh, they loved the the old the San Jose Clash yeah. jerseys and everything that went with it. Nah, Eric Winalda oh, was yes. one of my first favorite players, and talk about a guy who has some very interesting connections with uh, with football Mexicano, being one of those gringo. I think Winalda. What I always loved about Winalda, and I think kind of the influence he gave me was uh, seeing a gringo who earned respect from the Mexicans. By kind of yeah. getting under the Mexican skin first, by going in and saying, "Hey, I can play your game." He was he, the first doing it, right? He became friends with with Luis Hernandez, yeah. with Beto Garcia Aspe, with the names of that generation dudes who weren't afraid to throw a punch and throw no, a kick. Oh, and it was and, old school rules with the, the, right? the elbows right, 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 and right. the pulling. Nah, and, man, and I remember watching as a little kid watching Waldo go into those games and seeing him after the game when some people kind of walk their separate ways and seeing Waldo go and trade shirts with the Mexican player after every time, seeing every Mexican player come up and give him love. Maybe not everyone. I think there yeah. were a few games where a few people wanted to kill him, but uh, for the most part, it was it was all love. So now uh, San Jose Clash uh, slash Earthquakes with, OG, with a OG. big shout out to Eric Winalda. Yeah, sure. Nice. Uh, for the U.S. men's national team, what's your all-time favorite player like for example you ask me i would say donovan because he fucked us at two, 2002 <laughs> okay. he killed us so what about you 
I mean, Eric Winalda's right up there on the top of the list, but there, there's a few that come to mind. I always have love for Landon. I got mad love for Brian McBride. You talk about talk about John Ju 2002, man. Sorry, you went for the second goal for the Dos Acero, the first but goal the first that uh, first goal that McBride exactly. scored. Exactly. Claudio Reyna, Josh Wolf, exactly. Brian McBride, Pascalnejo Perez, there's one no nil. Need for you to remind Sorry. us, that, brother. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Not the play-by-play. Play, it's okay. all I have. That's the thing. Is like after after That's the, the U.S. missed the World Cup. To. Me and Tony talked about this uh, a few times during the season. I would start reminiscing about uh, South Korea 2002. He's like, hey, man, you don't got to go in such great detail. I said, it's all I have, man. I didn't have a summer that you had. You got yeah. to beat Germany 1-0 and, you know, make new South Korean friends. I got nothing, man. I got yeah. absolutely nothing. So all I got True is that. 2002. True so that. cheers okay. to uh, Brian McBride we'll go with. Yeah, Brian McBride is a good choice. I got Donovan because I used to get bullied being called Donovan. <laughs> I used to give classes at, like, this, uh, at this high school. Yeah. And we used to play soccer in between the recess and everything, and they would call me Donovan because of my bald spot. Okay. It would be like, "Hey, we need Prof. Donovan, Donovan." Yes, he goes, "God, these motherfuckers." Well, I get called, uh, I get called APG quite often. I get called okay. Andre Pierre oh. wherever I go. And if this is, if this is a, uh, yeah, soy francés, soy el, el primo de Gignac. Um If this is a. Uh, um, uh, language for all language friendly podcast. I have yes. a quick, quick story to tell. I think sure. you guys will appreciate it. Sure. So I started coming to Sholos games in 2016. I uh, made myself a fixture in the parking lot here at Estadio Caliente. Met many a good folks in Shololandia uh, out uh, a few <laughs> steps out there. Many a great meals and beverages were had. And throughout all of that time, for uh, the first year and a half that I was coming to games here, some of it as a commentator, some as a writer, everybody would see me out in the parking lot and they would all shout the same thing. And it would turn back with a little laugh. Somebody would flip somebody off. Somebody would crack open a cold tecate. Somebody would make me a taco, hand me a plate. We'd laugh, and that was the end of the story. That went on. So that were kidding. They were actually calling you Vignac. They would call me Vignac. But that, it was followed it was by followed some by love. some love and this whole. <laughs> it was this whole kind of routine that I was, I was like, used hey, to. Yeah. When the uh, when Tigres knocked Cholos out of the playoffs in 2017, I was a little bit worried. It was still love. It was still ah, said primo de Vignac, ah, you know. So I'm in Ciudad de Mexico in <laughs> September of 2017. That's the story I was telling you about. And I'm in the Condesa on a Friday night at a cool spot, really nice bar, good. That nice in-between, like not too clubby, but not too divey, just that perfect Friday night bar. And some drunk dudes in the corner, they shout out to me. I hear them go, hey, Gignac! And I'm used to what I've experienced for 18 months in it's Tijuana, like, which is, is people yelling yeah. Gignac to me. I turn back, I wave, they flip me off, they laugh, and that's that. And we have a beer and we move on. So these guys, they go, hey, Gignac! I turn around, I say, and I give him a wave and the drunkest dude of all hops up almost like out of his seat still at his table kind of like puts his elbows on his table and he goes chinga tu madre pendejo <laughs> and it just hit me like Why? what time period this was this is right after the America Tigres oh, final yeah, when, when Gignac You're and uh, Gignac and La Volpe <laughs> went at it and no Gignac was public enemy number one for, oh, for the Tigres fans so I turned back thinking it's all love all my doppelgangers got me another free drink no these three dudes I, and then I had to tell them I had to scream at them it's not me yo no soy no soy Gignac soy Abarea soy Oscar Soy Ringo, yeah, soy, de, soy de Tijuana. You know <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, uh, thank you, APG, and uh, but you got me in a little bit of trouble down in uh, down in Mexico City. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not Chololandia. Mexico City is serious. I mean, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be angry. They're gonna be. Oh, 
man. pissed off, especially drunk after that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, drunk Chilangos and you looking like Gignac is not a. It was not, not a, a good combo. Not, not a good combo. combo. Not a good combo. So but what? once he realized that I wasn't Gignac, he actually wasn't a mean dude. He, but in his head, he really thought. Yeah, I was. he was he like, "This is him. my opportunity. This is my opportunity to, to this guy up. get Gignac because he's out on a Friday night in the Condesa." <laughs> and the last one was favorite player from Cholos. All time. Uh, All time. All time. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, this is here. I have to give a, a very quick two-part answer because the person who I feel the most connected to uh, in Cholos history is Giovanni Corona. Okay. Uh, he's a guy who scored the first top-flight goal for, for Los Cholos Quintles. Like, every goal that gets scored in Liga MX by a Cholos player, that they add themselves to that list. That list started, and this is a stat that can never change. This is one of those etched yeah. in stone, you got, the, you got the landmark goal. And for the landmark goal to be scored by a dude who embodies everything that we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast and what Sin Fronteras is, what this Cholos brand is, what, what San Diego-Tijuana hybrid is, what yeah. bilingualism means, what... You know, being against all these different things that we have to deal with here in Tijuana and all of these stigmas, all these stereotypes and breaking all of these things down, having a guy who embodies all of that be the one who scores the first goal, that's a special, special thing. And uh, I got mad love for Chauvin Corona. Biojo wanted him at America. I don't know if he's going to get to play in these semifinals or into the final. I hope he finds a way onto the pitch, but I also hope he finds a way back here. We, to, miss, uh, you, uh, we miss you, Corona. We miss you, buddy. I'm Come missing back. Joe Benny. His family's still here. I'm still in touch with his family. I'm up. I'm watching games with his family, and I'm talking to his family going, hey, but like, well, where's your boy? Get him back here, man. He's so, doing good in America, too. He is doing yeah. good in America. Team, um, so. I, I got mad love for, for you, Joe. I know you are a, a big fan of the Sholo cast, so uh, oh, cheers, yeah. to you. Yeah. cheers to oh, you. Cheers to you, Joe. Benny Corona and uh, no that was that's always the player since I've come down here uh, that, that I've connected uh, the most with and Joe also was uh, just so great in terms of, of giving access to someone like myself who was new to the to the press pool here and when he came back at the beginning of the uh, 2017 year and he scored on that first game back uh, against Puebla and that 6-2 win and that's the goal call I've had pinned to my Twitter ever since with the Joe <laughs> Corona yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, so hyped great, man. man it was, it was a beautiful beautiful thing so Joe Benny Corona yeah, no, no two part answer that's it Joe Benny Corona favorite show hands Absolutely. down pretty I like good that. I like that answer because I know I thought you were going to say Gandolfi or somebody more emblematic, but Joe Corona is really... No, Joe Corona is an amazing like, player for Cholos. He was like the first bilingual player right. that, that everybody knew he was like a, uh, speaking English and Spanish. So, yeah, he's, it's a great example. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Nate, well, uh, we're going to finish. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you so much again for... Of course. Nate, wh where can uh, the people from Cholo Cast sure. find you? Uh, on Instagram, uh, slide into the DMs, you know, same way these these two dudes did right here. Uh, at Nate Abaurea. Uh, I'll probably have to give a Basque language lesson now. Sure. This is my two-part right here, yeah. <laughs> Abaurea. A-B-A-U-R-R-E-A. -R -R -E -A. That is Basque. You can look up your Basque history. Run it'll, with the bulls. It'll, it be all, in the, it'll be in the comments. It'll be in there. Don't worry. No, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Nate Abarea. And keep it tuned uh, to More FM, Mexican Radio 98.9 uh, here in Tijuana and in, uh, in San Diego, 106.7 for everybody out in uh, Eastern Baja. Doing not only Sholo stuff with More FM, but also you've heard the uh, Mexican Radio Soccer Minutes that have been playing, keeping everybody up to date on what's going on in the Liguilla. Uh, we wish Cholos were in the Liguilla, but yeah, we do. We still enjoy it, though. We, yeah, we still we are still fun. enjoying it was this a fun thing. Season, so uh, and, and it happens. I mean, we can never win. We, we can't win all the time. So right. it's, no. it's part of it. Who do you have winning, by the way? 
I'm gonna get out here asking you guys a question. Okay, I want the final to be America Cruz Azul. Again. I want that. I want the rematch of 2013. And I want. I think that's gonna be the final, dude. And I want America to beat them again, bro. Cause I, I, you I want like it America. again. You yeah, want you don't want, want them to to, to finish the, the, the maldición. You want it to be oh, forever. I want them to be the Red Sox forever. The oh, bad, the the bad luck charm oh. forever. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted them to. I wanted them to overcome because my brother has always been a Cruz Azul fan. Yeah. I know he's still heartbroken, even though he's not a Cruz Azul fan anymore. Yeah, but he. he, he but I know it hurts, and I always like that that overcoming story. And don't forget about. And I've the never dark, liked the, the America. So. Dark horse. Uh, Monterrey. Monterrey's the team that nobody wants to talk friend. about. Everyone's getting so caught up. I've been focusing on hey, having the Tres Grandes yeah. back, having Mexico City back in the limelight. It's been such a cool story. And all the while, you got Rayados going. We just knocked out the defending champion, yeah. dominated Santos, beat Cruz Azul so one nil in the first leg. So what's going on? Here? Haven't allowed a goal in three Liga games. I mean, Rayados, I think are are Rayados are yeah. fine with the way that everyone's approaching they this. They're care. like, fine, don't talk about it. Yeah, us. we'll see you guys in the we'll, final. We'll whatever. see you in the final. Yeah. So I still got Cruz Azul winning it all. I said at the beginning of the year, they're breaking the curse. This is the year, and I'm probably gonna fall flat on my face. So uh, you can you can hit me up at Nate Abarea and just absolutely roast me uh, for this pick that'll inevitably fall short. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Thank and, you so much. Uh, thank you, Rafa Alex. Appreciate it, man. Uh, see you next week. Bye bye. Peace. Más vale cholo que mal acompañado. No se peleen, no se peleen. Nos presumían de sus ropitas mientras que el loco les bajaba a su chiquita. Rulando harinazos me dijo algún idiota que se refería a mi amigo el trota. El loco le dijo, hey, ten cuidado con el mundo. You better keep your mouth shut, mato todo el mundo. Se armaron los plomazos y los trancazos. Pau, pau. Buenos catorrazos. Y les gritaba a todos pecho tierra mientras les comentaba ¡Qué buena está la guerra! Este bocho está tocado. No se valiente, no se valiente.
vale cholo, qué mal acompañado.